If you've ever been to Jelly Rolls at Disney's Boardwalk, then you know how special those piano players make the experience. So today on the Disc Quiz, I'm going to be interviewing one of those piano players, Scotty Kilwine. Let's get into the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Diz Quiz. As always, I'm your host, Tommy T, here with another fun and special episode of the Diz Quiz Season 3. As I said at the top of the show, I'll be interviewing Scotty Kilwine, one of the amazing piano players from Jelly Rolls. We'll be hearing about his musical journey, what it's like playing at Jelly Rolls, and then about the live streams he's been doing this year in light of the COVID shutdowns. Before we get into that, just my usual quick word about subscribing to the Diz Quiz on YouTube or the podcast service of your choice. We're available all over the place, so uh, any support you can give anywhere you subscribe is very much appreciated by me here and everybody I collaborate with on the Diz Quiz and the various shows I've been doing. And then also be sure to check out the Flylist iPhone app that I put together and put out earlier this year. It's a lot of fun if you're a frequent or infrequent Walt Disney World Park goer. It helps check off what you've done and what you still have your to do on your to-do list. You'll hear a little bit more about Flylist later in the show, but for now I'd like to introduce you to our guest. All right, so we are here with Scotty Kilwine from Jelly Rolls. And just as a quick introduction, uh, so... If you haven't been to Jelly Rolls, you haven't listened to a previous episode I did actually with Gina about our favorite bars and lounges of Walt Disney World. Uh, just from my perspective, to give people a little bit of a background, Jelly Rolls is a dueling piano bar where they play your requests all night long. And I didn't know about it for a while. I didn't get to go for a while till I was 21. And then even afterwards, I didn't really know what the experience was like until my parents actually discovered it on my behalf. And they fell in love with this place. And... Uh, through the years of, of going many times now to Jelly Rolls, we've uh, struck up a little bit of friendship with our friend here, Scotty Kilwine. So thank you for being here with us and for bringing the, the magic Jelly Rolls and now to the live stream. So welcome, Scotty Kilwine. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. And yet, like you said, you came to Jelly Rolls because of your parents. Your <laughs> parents are, they absolutely are. They're just the greatest. And I love seeing them come to Jelly Rolls and say hi. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I want to hear actually from your perspective. That's my kind of, you know, one sentence description of what Jelly Rolls is. But let's say you're out in the world at a dinner party back when dinner parties were a thing. And, you know, somebody said like, oh, so you're, you know, you played a, at Jelly Rolls. What, what is that? Tell me what, what that is. So what, what is your kind of uh, spiel for, for the bar and, and the experience? Yeah. The way I would uh, describe it is uh, I would say it's the best thing for for adults to do at Disney World. <laughs> it's adult, 21 and older, so it's um, it's naturally a nightclub, it's a bar, uh, but we do all requests, uh, everything is live music and um, uh, audience suggestions, and we just, and it's, it's just the most fun thing to do uh, if you're an adult at Disney World, because there's no kids, uh, there's no lines, and it's just kind of sit back, relax, and listen to some music and sing along. Yeah, it's really. I uh, think that's how. I'm yeah, no, I think that's perfect. And it's really like the the most adult you can be while still being at Disney, and you still have the sort of safety net of being like in the Disney bubble, but all the fun of being out on the town or something like that. And I, so it's 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 a great time. Absolutely. Since ever since they closed down Pleasure Island, right? Uh, I really. 
it is one of the only uh, adult things to do, adult only things to do in the evening. For sure, right? It's like go get a fancy meal or go to Jelly Rolls. Those are like your your real options <laughs> for a more mature night out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. we'll get back to jelly rolls in a minute, but I kind of wanted to, to hear a little bit of your personal background with music and, and when you started playing piano and singing and stuff and, and what your journey was from, you know, first getting into it to becoming now, you know, this very talented professional piano player. Well, I would, I would say that it's basically the typical story of, uh, of a kid who was forced to play piano, <laughs> forced piano so I'm one of four kids and that was the thing that if you were in our house you had to take piano lessons so started off at age five and then um, it just so happened to really click with me and it really clicked with my brothers too and uh, so so we had a lot of fun uh, playing in bands together and I uh, had a lot of fun in middle school and high school with the music program at our schools. And I got involved with uh, musical theater and a little bit of marching band. And uh, it, basically that was it. I always wanted, I always dreamed of working at Disney, being a musician for Disney. And when the opportunity presented itself, I just jumped at it and said, let's do this. That's awesome. So did you play any other instruments besides piano? You said marching band, so what did you yeah, do I there? Mean, yeah, I did. Um, uh, tenor saxophone, but just very briefly, and it and it, yeah. I it, played that, it too. I my, played uh, tenor my, sax in the marching band for four years. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a great horn. It's got the the low notes that the alto doesn't yeah. have, and I, it, I think it really helped me too as a musician because I'm terrible at tenor, <laughs> but um, I feel like it helped me as a musician because I could understand where one note instruments have to sit yeah. you know like with the piano got potentially i've got 10 i've actually got potentially 12 notes that i can play at the same time because you can double with thumbs <laughs> uh really um yeah it's a whole different thing to think of what a what a single note solo instrument can do so it really helped round me as a as a musician and also as an arranger too where i used to write horn arrangements and marching band arrangements uh, in high school and college. And so being able to play the saxophone kind of uh, gave me gave me a step up in that in the right direction on on writing music for musicians as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I took piano lessons myself. I played sax myself. I could not I could not read both clefs at the same time. I could never get it right. Just no matter how hard I tried, like the <laughs> it, it eluded me. But uh but that's awesome. And then did you study music in school or was it still a hobby through, uh, through college? Yes. All, yeah. Um, I got a scholarship for, uh, for piano in college and that kind of uh, kept me going and really uh, set me off into the next level of professionalism. I mean, I, I, I had the same uh, piano teacher from five years old, up through all of high school wow. and he was an am amazing piano teacher um and uh, world class and um and it was just a great education and a great beginning for uh for my college career as well that's great that's because it, it kind of showed 
what what to be expected of me right. at that point. Nice, nice. And then, so you talked a little bit about like playing uh, in bands with your, with your brothers. And um, so did you have any sort of like band that you were in for a while or that you, uh, you know, pursued at some point? Because again, mirroring my own experience, I, I, that's what I wanted when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a rock star. So I definitely know what that struggle is like uh, trying to, trying to make it there. So what about outside of school and training and stuff? Did you have any of those sort of experiences? I, so when I was in seventh grade, uh, I had a lot of fun trying to put together a boy band because boys and <laughs> men, and uh, and that failed miserably. And then I discovered that playing with my brothers, I, I discovered that we would never uh, we would never be separated because we're brothers. We've got that blood bond, mm-hmm. um, and, and it just uh, it transformed into the music, and it and it worked great. So ever ever since I guess it must have been beginning of high school through all of college because we went to college together and yeah we put together a band the Killwine family trio right right. and 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 then we ended up getting uh, a few other guys to join us so there were six of us by the end of it but we were still a trio (laughs) And, and that was our that was our band we put out two CDs and we played all around um uh, Cincinnati and Dayton area and played a few other places around the country and had a lot of fun with it. That, that was our big pipe dream. Just like, right. just like, yeah, yeah. To do, to do that kind of thing. We were kind of a mix of bare naked ladies and, um, like mighty, mighty Boston's kind sure. of vibe. So that's kind of what we were going for. Cool. Cool. So then, so then jelly rolls has to happen a little bit, around that time, right? A little bit after that. So, so how does that opportunity uh, kind of come to you? And you said, you said earlier, you jumped right on it, but what was sort of the, I mean, just from my own knowledge, it must've opened, the bar must've opened. Did it open with the boardwalk in late nineties or so? And then, or did it open yeah. or were you there from the, yeah. So you should tell me then what is, so what's kind of the history of, of jelly rolls and, and when do you, um, when do you jump in? Absolutely. So uh, the boardwalk opened in 96 and Jelly Rolls was, was there day one. Um, uh, they were the opening, uh, one of the opening things on the Disney boardwalk. So, uh, so gosh, so that, so it's been open since 96 and I've been there since 2002, which would have been May, 2002. Uh, it was already well established by the time I got there. Sure. And, um, I guess it, the other interesting story that I should tell is the Jelly Rolls at that time was a franchise. Uh, there were there were several of them around the country. There was one in Atlanta, uh, one in Austin, Texas, Tampa, and the very first one was in Pittsburgh, which is where I grew up. And so uh, when Jelly Rolls started in, I believe it was 92, the one in Pittsburgh, uh, I would go and I would see that the neon sign and I would see the giant, uh, you know, it was like a 15 foot piano, um, that like a mock-up of a piano and it just looked really cool. And I, I thought, Oh, that place is really neat. I want to go there, but it was 21 and older. So I never knew what Jelly Rolls Pittsburgh was like. Um, and then years later, uh, I had the opportunity to go and audition for the one at Jelly Rolls 
and and the rest is history. The, the one at the boardwalk, and the rest is history. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, so since 2002, you've been there, and I'm sure you've seen everything <laughs> at that come through that plate. Yeah, I don't want to say I've seen everything because as soon as you see everything, then you see something else. Yeah, right. it, yeah. and uh, but uh, but I'm always yeah I'm I can never uh, I'm always surprised I'm always surprised at jelly rolls. So what are some of like the the highlights or the crazy things or I mean I'm sure there's been things that you don't want to talk about that have gone down because this is a bar we're talking about but what are some of like the moments that like you know, stick out to you as being either highlights and then maybe some things that you're like, wow, that just happened. And <laughs> it was a wild night to remember. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's, um, every night is different, but some of the highlights naturally, I met my wife at Jelly Rolls. <laughs> and so, I mean, it holds a, a very special place in our relationship and in, and in my heart. Um, I've met so many friends. I think the biggest the biggest thing that I can say is uh, the friends that I've met there, you know, and you meet people from all over the world. And I'm not just talking about other musicians that you share the stage with or other uh, employees that are running the bar and that are doing this and that. Uh, and I'm also talking about the guests that come like your mom and dad um, and just friends that I've made uh, throughout the years, just from all over the world. And now they're living everywhere i mean i've got friends in australia and in scotland and in germany and italy it's just all over the place um and it's really an amazing thing to think of all the people that i've met you know i think yeah i think that's that's the biggest thing is the the people and the friendships. yeah just just to kind of give people a little bit of advice almost but if, if you're interested in jelly rolls or maybe you've been before for an hour or something and you love the experience and you want to like you know be part of that inner circle and really have a good time go early to the bar because that's when there's a lot of time for like back and forth so like scotty and whoever he's with or whoever's up there when there's maybe you know a dozen people sitting out in the bar like what are you gonna do you're gonna start talking to the to the guests right and you and you start to learn okay where are you guys from and then the jelly rolls players do a great job of then uh feeding back to the audience so maybe like it's it's an hour two hours later and those people are still there and it's like all right here's you know hey jimmy like look you take this like you know whatever it might be like you're you're directing the crowd and you're, you're forming these relationships throughout the night through the music and i think that's probably how my parents sort of like <laughs> ingratiated themselves with the with the jelly rolls crew so i think those are some of the the most fun moments are like being there early and getting to to you know getting to break that ice early on and then as the night progresses uh, by the by, the end of the night, everybody's you know family, right? So I think that's really uh, a special thing about the bar as well. That's a great point. You know, you you nailed it, and I've never <laughs> thought of it because I think of it from the onstage perspective. Um, naturally, that's the audience perspective, yeah. and you know, I've never thought of it quite like that. I always think, oh, all right, we're going to go out there. There's nothing happening now. We've got to make magic happen somehow. And, uh, and you're right. It, it, it really is in the, the communication and the back and forth with the audience. That's one of the beautiful things about Jelly Rolls is uh, as opposed to all the other things at Disney where you've got a set show, it starts now, it goes, it ends, and that's it. 
But yeah. for Jello, it's like, man, we open our doors, and now's our chance to just find out what we're doing tonight because we have no idea when we get, get up on stage. You know? Uh, yeah. It, 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 and it's not until you introduce yourself and it's not until you find out a little bit about the audience that you can take the next step and build the night from there. And like you said, we can go back and say, Tommy, sing it. For three hours later, Tommy's going to sing it. You know, and then, and it's, and you build those relationships through the night and, uh, and those, and they turn into, they have the possibility to turn into really great long lasting friendships uh, that you can have for many, many years. And it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing I should mention is it, it's, you know, we are, we mentioned before that it's requests and that the audience requests stuff and it is not, it is not, Hey, request your favorite pop song or it's not request your favorite Disney song or your favorite song that you heard on the radio. You know, this year we're only doing the modern hits or we're not only doing classic rock. I mean, some places will be like, Hey, this is seventies night or whatever. And we're doing seven. Like we have the set hundred songs that we're going to kind of do and pick from like it is every song you might hear in a row you might hear, uh, you know, Britney Spears, and then you're going to hear ACDC, and then you're going to hear ABBA, and then you're going to hear Let It Go from Frozen. And like, that's like a, you know, and it all works. Like, it's not, you're not like, oh, this is so weird. Like, it works. And, you know, each of those songs is going to hit a different like, part of the room is going to pop. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get the people who like, ABBA comes on, they freak out. And then you're going to get the people who, you know, <laughs> like the Disney medley comes on. And they're going to freak out. And then you get the, you know, whoever it's, it's, it's really a fun way to make sure everybody gets their moment. And I think that helps a lot too, versus it being a set, Hey, this is this thing. And that's kind of it. That's a great, that's another thing that, that <laughs> reminds me another thing that I love about Jello Rolls is that you can, I can look out into the audience and see families and friends having fun together and the, one of the most magical is to see multi-generational families. So you'll see like, um, you know, like a 20, uh, 20 something with their parents and they're all singing along and having fun. And occasionally you'll get the 80 year old grandma that comes in <laughs> with, with her, you know, with her 50 year old daughter and their uh, 20 year old granddaughter and or 25 or tw whatever, you know, right. and it's, <laughs> You have to be 21. <laughs> it's so fun to see all the family members having fun together. And uh, there's, I, I tell this story all the time because this woman just sticks out at me. She came in, she's celebrating her 80th birthday. And so the granddaughters and daughter uh, brought her into Jelly Rolls. They were the first ones there. And she, I, I thought to myself, oh, this, she's not going to last. You know, she's not going <laughs> to gonna be for her you know it'll she'll have a little bit of fun at the beginning but you know they're gonna go and they're gonna enjoy the rest of their disney vacation well anyway she stayed there she was the last one out of there wow and then the here she was back there seven o'clock first one in and stayed <laughs> so it became it became an annual thing come in and and have fun with her grand her granddaughters and daughters and it it just I, I always I always think of her and I still stay in touch with her just because it it was uh, just a great memory, just a great memory and a great uh, moment to share. Uh, and, and music is what brought it all together. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a perfect kind of encapsulation of what the experience like. I mean, I've done the same thing. We've brought my grandma and 
my aunts and uncles, my parents and my cousins. And we all like had an amazing time. We, I mean, we were there for many hours just uh, singing in the night away. It's really a, a special, it can be a special time for families, even though you don't really think, you don't associate a bar with like family time usually, but it's a different, it's a different. Right. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of the music, one of the questions I had written down here for you, now you're, you're too nice of a guy to answer this directly, but uh, so was, uh, originally I wrote it down as what's the song that people have got to stop requesting, but I'll, I'll phrase it this way. It's like, what are the, what are the songs that people seem to request all the time, but never get the reaction that they think it's going to get or, or that don't go like, what are the songs that I, so it's like, I'm sure there are songs like the, the don't stop believing and the friends in low places that get requested every night, but go well every night. Are there songs that yeah. like <laughs> that get requested all the time, but then like, then it's like, why did they request that? <laughs> <laughs> that that's a great question. I did not, that was a, that was a weird twist. In question. <laughs> I was always wondering it's what you guys are thinking when you're, when you're looking at the napkins and for those at home who haven't been, you write your request down on a napkin, you bring it up to the piano. Um, of course, you tip the, the piano player because you guys are working so hard. And, and that's kind of your, your request goes in that way. So like what, what's going through your head with, I guess that's really, I'm trying to get into like, because I'm a, I'm a set list junkie with, my, with artists that I love. I love going and looking at what they played and like, why'd they play that song at this show, but not at that other show? So that's what I'm thinking about at Jelly Rolls is like, what's kind of going through your head when you're looking at a song and how it's going to play into the night? And I guess... I'm trying to open that up with like what what's not what doesn't go as well. And I'm gonna get get into what what does go well and what you hope goes well and stuff. But let's start with what's what doesn't always go over as well or what artists or songs like you know. And you know it it's a great question because it doesn't have the perfect answer. Right. Um, every every night every audience is different, and it's so funny where you'll have one song that'll just crush one and you think that's my that's my new jam i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna play that every night now and then the next time somebody requests it it just flops and and uh it's it's, it's really it's really it comes down to um it really comes down to each night being different uh i i can't really say which one always right flops. But it's funny because certain people will will think a song is a really great idea and they write it down fully thinking that it's a great idea. And then as soon as you're into it, um, you know, the audience checks out. I had a, yeah. a friend in California and he would come several times a year and he always requested Soul Man, uh, the Blues Brothers, you know? <laughs> love that stuff like it's just cooked every time we played it <laughs> like like nobody really cared it's just it's just kind of like this and and it's funny because it got to a point where he started realizing that and he's like <laughs> request soul man anymore because nobody ever likes it uh, it's it, it's just really funny there's certain certain and then there's other songs that like you would think uh like some uh last dance by donna summer oh. it's just 
last chance for love. And anyway, by the end of it, everyone's everyone's dancing, everyone's getting into it. And you've got surprises like that too that are like, man, where did that song come from? Out of nowhere, everyone loves it. And then song come from that I I thought everyone was gonna love and and it falls completely flat. That is so interesting. You, oh, until until you can get the audience. Uh, until you can kind of figure out the audience. Yeah, yeah. So, so my kind of counterpart to that question was, what's the song that, and again, I'm sure there's been many of these throughout the years, but like, what are some, some songs that you wish more people would write down or that you're kind of like itching to play more because you're like, oh, I just kind of got this one down, but no one putting it in. Because sometimes I want to just write down the napkin. I think I'll do this next time. I just want to write, play the song that you were thinking about on the way into work today, hoping that someone was going to request it. <laughs> see, oh, okay, see, now, Tommy, that's exactly, see, those, we get requests like that. We get okay. really interesting uh, requests. Play a song from your childhood or play a song <laughs> that reminds you of blah, 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 blah. Like, it, and something like that is, uh, is it, it makes us think, too, where you don't, yeah. you're not just down... And you see Jack and Diane. All right, I'm going to play Jack and Diane. But it, it really makes you think, um, I like those kinds of requests too. <laughs> That's another opportunity, though, for us to read the room and be like, look, you know, I was thinking of Soul Man on the way coming in, but I know it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> something, I'm, I'm going to play something else that I, that I was thinking about or something else that maybe I was thinking about that is going to work perfectly for this right. for the moment and for this audience and for this room you know a lot of people are they're celebrating their bachelor party or their bachelorette party yeah. or birthdays and uh we get those people up on stage to celebrate or we get we call them out and we have everyone sing happy birthday to them or we try to do something special with them and those little those little nuggets kind of lend themselves to figuring out what the room what the room is, yeah. you know, and I, like you said at the beginning of the night when we're going table by table and asking, where are you guys from? And have you been here before? And what kind of music do you like? And uh, what brings you to Disney world and that kind of thing? Uh, kind of, it all kind of builds up this um, kind of an ID of like an audience ID. This audience is going to be the, uh, the Northeast, Billy Joel, Bon Jovi, um, you know, like that kind of like yeah. Frank's hit them with a Frank Sinatra song because <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's more of a Midwest where you got where you got your um, Melon Camp and that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, <laughs> like uh, it's it, it's interesting, and you build you you can build on uh, identifying what like profiling what the audience is and then and then when a request like that one like you like you suggested comes up then it kind of gives you a chance to figure out uh what can i do to satisfy the request but that i really do think is gonna is gonna crush this room where where they're just, they're gonna have a, a great time with it so <laughs> i i love those requests because because that kind of thing always changes play your favorite song it always changes so it really gives you the chance to play oh i love this kind of music let me play that one uh tonight 
So this episode of the Diz Quiz is brought to you by Flylist, which just happens to be my iPhone app that I created uh, with help of some really great people. And it's been a lot of fun to put out this app that lets you track everything there is to do in Walt Disney World. I worked very hard to come up with these lists of attractions, restaurants, characters, resorts, really everything I could think of and put it in this comprehensive guide that lets you check off what you've done and keep track of your to-do list. It's really easy to use. It's completely free. We work to make it seamless and just easy to pick up and start logging and tracking things and just use as a nice guide. You can swipe through there. Hey, what are the restaurants I need to try? What resorts have I stayed at? What rides are on my to-do list? So if you're a Disney nerd like me, I think you'll really enjoy it and have a lot of fun keeping track of all that kind of stuff. Uh, I created it because it was something that I was looking for and I think uh, probably other people are as well. So again, if Keeping track of what you've done at Walt Disney World sounds like a fun thing for you. Then check out Flylist. There's a link in the description below. Completely free on the iOS App Store. Really appreciate you downloading it and checking it out. Now let's get back to the interview with Scotty. Yeah, so going again with the idea that like you could play anything and anything's on the table. Do you like, I guess the real question for me, and I think I've asked this before, but it's like, how? How do you remember all these lyrics and these chords? Like, I'm a music junkie, but like, I don't know. It's to me that you have special like devices that you kind of use to like, when you hear like a new, like let's say a new song comes out, right? Some new um, Taylor Swift song comes out and it's like, okay, they're going to be requesting this. Let me make sure I I got the chord chart down and these like little dumb lyrics down. Like what's, what's the process for, for learning a new song basically for you guys. They're all, they're all different because sometimes uh, it just d- depends on how your brain is wired. Uh, sometimes a certain thing will just kind of click. For me, it's the shape of my mouth. So I don't really uh, think of what the are. I think of how it feels to say them. Does that make sense? It, so, that is lot- so fast. I've never thought of it that way before. But that that is really interesting. That is really yeah. interesting. A lot of times, a lot of times, I rely on that, and yeah. especially at the beginning, like. Let's say there, a song has several verses, and um, you know certain verses start out with a with with a different shape mouth. <laughs> so that that's it's a really dumb way to remember lyrics, but that works for me. Um, you know, I there's other certain songs that really lend themselves to mnemonic devices, and I and I can't help but think maybe those things were put in there on purpose. You know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah think of a really great example but certain songs uh have things that are in alphabetical order uh huh. i can't, can't think of any offhand um I, like hey jude i guess uh don't make don't uh um hey jude something like it bad is the first verse and then um i well anyway there's 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 a right. few of them themselves to different mnemonic devices, but you just have to kind of get in there and figure out how you're going to try to remember it. Right. Now, chords is a different thing. Chords are a, a whole language uh, by themselves. Yeah. And so of them in terms of where they are, you know, like the, the song goes like this, 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 it's just like shapes that you remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, but man, I I am on the the low. Uh, I'm not one of the guys that can re- remember all the songs. There's there's so many other 
uh, musicians at Jelly Rolls just, I don't know how they score <laughs> in their brain. It's just, yeah. Yeah, so you, you guys are able to cheat a little bit because like they'll be, okay, we'll give this one to, to Jason or to Jordan or to yeah. Rob or whoever it is that is going to know it. You can kind of like make sure that they, absolutely. Uh, that they've that's, got it. Yeah, that's absolutely the teamwork. Yeah. Uh, they know when, when a Frank Sinatra or a Dean Martin song gets requested, you can give it to Scotty. Yeah. And I, when Guns N' Roses song gets requested, I can give it to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so, who, so who do you think has the biggest uh, encyclopedia of songs? <sighs> um, well, I, I, prob I probably shouldn't say. I've, uh, just a, <laughs> okay. okay, here's the question. I actually I had this written down, and again, you can you can decline to answer this because just because you don't know. But if you had to estimate how many songs right now on that piano do you think you could play without having to you know look anything up? Like, what do you think your catalog looks like in, in number of songs? I would think it would be close to five hundred. All right. Yeah, I think it would be yeah. close to. Um, but there are. But I, but I definitely know. Uh, but there, I'm sure there's there, hundreds more that you could like, with with a with a quick look at the lyrics. You're probably yeah, it's good to go. I know that there are piano players that have so many more than that, and I am dumbfounded. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it, it I just super impressed by it. That yeah, yeah but, but it's it's a team, and we can all build on each other's strengths. And that I think uh, one of the beauties of of Jelly Rolls and and having the four we've got two piano players on stage at a time and then two that are off stage so we've got four throughout the night and we rotate every hour and it just makes it uh, so it's fresh and uh, and you're pulling from four different uh, sources of material yeah when you have so it's great. Another thing I love is the four-person songs when you're able to all uh, do the transition songs. Those are a lot of fun. Um, and then another thing, just like, again, giving you some, some, uh, some props and feedback of what it's like being in the audience, another favorite thing that, that hooked me on it was, so you, you get into the bar and there's two people on stage and they're playing, and after a few songs, like, you're into it. You love, you love these two guys, right? It's... It's, it's Scotty and, and Rob, and they're playing, and it's all great. And these two other people come out, and you're like, oh, who are they? And it's like, okay, they, the four of them all do a song together, and the first two people who you just fell in love with for an hour, they're gone. And you're like, now i got to listen to these two new people. I don't, I don't like, you know, what, what are they all about? And then they're going to do like a totally like different take on a bunch of songs. And you're like, these guys are amazing too. And you're kind of like, it's kind of, it's a very difficult thing to do, first of all, to like come in, right? after everybody's so like high on, on two particular performers and then two more have to come on and, and keep that momentum. And I think those four person songs are a great way to do it. But that cycle then where it never, it never gets too stale and you guys get your breaks and you're able to just like keep it going all night with, with the, with the four person crew, I think is another thing that really makes uh, it for an awesome evening and, and the energy never goes away. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, and it, it really is. Uh, it really is a, a great way to welcome the two guys to the stage. Yeah. And kind of, you nailed it. You, you nailed it exactly. <laughs> um, and it gives us a chance to sing four-part harmony and yeah. do 
though, which is the, the format of Jelly Rolls is two pianos, two singers, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you figure out ways to do, you can slam the lid, you can play tambourine. Oh, I, I love all that, the, the extra instruments and the stuff like that that come in. Sometimes, yeah. I don't know, there's, there's, every once in a while there's a little whatever, harmonica or something that comes in, but for the most part, you're using the piano as this other instrument and stuff. It's a lot of fun. So, and, and, it, and it really is great. And then when we can all do it together, uh, it just gives a little bit of an extra dimension to have that, those extra voices. And uh, yeah, the, we, call, we call them four ways. So four ways. Everyone's, doing, uh, everyone's doing something, we're all contributing, and it is uh, like an ensemble piece. So we, we love doing those. Yeah, I think we musically, do- those end up being the most memorable moments of the night because of what you're able to do with two more people. Like when you do, whether it's like some nights um, by fun or it's like fat bottom girls or like anything like that, where you get the big like wall of voices ends up being like the thing I remember musically from the night uh, is those, those moments. Yeah. And we've got so many of them and there's so much fun. And, uh, and it, and it also encourages everybody else to sing along too. Yeah. Yeah. Like doing Africa and just, oh, yep. Oh, it's just super fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great songs like that that we do. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's, let's, uh, take a little bit of a turn here. So this year happens, right? COVID happens. Um, everything shuts down huge bummer, especially for things like live entertainment, like, like theme parks. Um, you know, back in March, we thought, okay, this is going to be a couple of weeks, right? (laughs) We didn't really know what was in store for us. Um, how long does it take for you to say, okay, I've got to do something. I got, I can't not play for people anymore. I got, I got to keep playing and getting the live streams going and kind of what was your initial idea and goal there? So let's start there with what was the initial sort of impetus of, of the streams? Yeah, that's, um, that was a, it was, it was tough. Just like you said, we thought it was going to be just a couple weeks and, um, and it's turned into months and a huge chunk out of the whole year. Um, when we kind of saw it coming around the corner when Disney, because Disney was closing down certain things and sending the college program home. Yeah. And uh, that was the point at which we were kind of like, well, it's probably coming around the corner. It's probably inevitable. And I said to my wife, if I get the call that we're not coming into Jelly Rolls, I'm just going to pop on Facebook and I'm just going to play because uh, I feel like there were a couple news stories where people were doing that and people in Italy were out on their balcony singing. And, and I thought, I mean, that's the one thing I have, you know, like I I've got, that's the one gift that I have to give. And uh, I thought I'm going to do it as soon as, as soon as it's, if, if I get, if, if we get, um, shut down that's what i'm doing and thinking that it was only going to be for a little bit you know and uh those they turned into a really it turned into a a really amazing experience the live streams because um i think it just happened at the right time for certain people that just needed that and i'm that just needed to have an audience to play for. Um, and I feel like there were, there were people that were watching that just 
needed somebody to spend an hour with. And I feel like we became that group together. I mean, it's, it's so much bigger than just playing music for an hour. At this point, everybody kind of knows each other and they're checking in on each other. And uh, it really is this community of people that are uh, brought together by music and having fun. Uh, but like, it's a, a real group of friends, which is amazing. I mean, it's just like Jelly Rolls, right? You come for the music and you stay for the friends. Like that's really, yeah, it became an extension. Yeah, you, you're nailing it, Tommy. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so tell a quick story of Pal Pals because I don't, I don't know the exact story, but I remember it kind of happening, the, the name, just the name, the Pal Pals. I remember this happening and being like, was it just a, a typo or, or what? How did that come about exactly? So, okay, first of all, a Pal Pal is we, we call each other pal pals like because we're kind of we're, we're together for the live stream and we're um it's kind of like jimmy buffett has the parrot heads yeah and yeah. uh lady gaga has the monsters so <laughs> like if you, you were to call everybody that watches fans then you then we would be the pal pals but yeah. basically it's just a friends and it started as uh a typo because i was collecting or for uh, disaster relief, it was right around. It was the the weekend of Easter, and I said, you know, since we're doing this, uh, let's let's do a fundraiser and try to raise some money uh, for disaster relief. And so, as I was, I typed in PayPal. I swear, I typed in PayPal, but it <laughs> auto PayPal or something happened where it just wasn't right, and so the link didn't work. And everyone was like, I can't get the link to work. <laughs> And anyway, it started as this frustrating typo and it just turned, somebody was like, you know, who cares? Let's just, let's just call each other pal pals because we're all here to enjoy music together. And that's what it was. So, and then gosh, it snowballed from there. We had a designer in uh, England that was like, Hey man, if you want to, if you want a pal pal logo, like I'll create one for you. Like he designs logos for companies and he did that for us for free. And so now like we all have, we all have shirts and we all have backpacks <laughs> stuff with the logo on it. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. But, but that, that's where it started. It started because I misspelled PayPal. <laughs> it was we were... I didn't know. I think I didn't know what word got misspelled. I mean, I just forgot, but because I generally yeah. I'll, I'll pop in like while I'm working, whatever, and kind of play in the background for a little bit, or I'll catch it more often probably um, afterwards, you know, like it kind of stays up there for a, um, for you to watch the, some of the streams. And I, I see the discussions you know, sometimes and I'm like, where, where did that come from again? I just couldn't remember the typo uh, mishap. But that's, that's kind of how the best things come about, right? Is by accident, by something that you're not expecting, I think is how, uh, how yeah. the more fun things. Uh, when, when we did the fundraiser, um, we were, I was blown away by the response. Because um, we raised over eleven thousand dollars wow for and i was like i i was shocked i was just so i was dumbfounded it was just the most amazing thing and i thought this this is a really special group of people this is a really great uh thing to spend time with people and make music and my family got involved it became family time where everybody is contributing and my wife is writing down all the requests my kids are 
getting little props and they're uh, <laughs> doing lights and they're doing sound effects and singing a lot. And it just turned into an amazing thing that all started because of Jelly Roll's closing for COVID. Yeah, I, th I think it's important um, during so much rough, you know, experiences we're all going through to, you know, find find the light in the in the darkness, I guess, right, and and uh, make the most of, of the situation we're in. And I think you, you're doing it better than just about anybody, at least in my circle. Like, you know, I see some people just kind of hidden away and and just uh, trying to hide from everything. But I think when we can make the most of it. It can be a special thing, despite all the circumstances we don't need to go everybody knows what's going on it's it's uh yeah. and, and people but, and people and everyone has their own uh issues that they're working through too because there's other things that nobody knows about yeah and uh you're right it's giving trying to give a little bit of joy um just out there for anybody to try to soak up i started something a couple days ago uh and I just, I, I said, send me your phone number and I'm going to FaceTime you and we're, we're going to sing Christmas carols. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. So we did, we did like 10 of them the other night. It was just That's so, awesome. It's just like, I, I mean, it's like you and me, but like all of a sudden we're singing Jingle Bells together. It's like, <laughs> that's, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. But you're right though. You got to, you got to latch on to the joy and latch on to the goodness because of course, there's going to be bad things and there's going to be downturns um, in our lives all the time. But if you dwell on that, then you miss the great things that could have happened or the great things that did happen and you just didn't take the time to appreciate it. So that, I think that's a big lesson that came out of this for me. Yeah. So everybody, I mean, if you're watching this or listening to this, go, go check out what's the, what's the most direct way to, to get to these streams or to, is it just searching Scotty, uh, Scotty Kilwine on Facebook? Facebook and type in piano Scotty, one word. There you go. Piano Scotty. And I will put a link in the description of the show so that that's actually the, if you're watching this, that's the best way to get there is a link in the description. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So we've gone pretty long compared to what I, I thought was going to be possible here. So we had, I wrote down a bunch of, little things if we got you know if we ran short to give you uh name that song based on a lyric or name that or finish the lyric but i mean do you want to do a couple of these yeah absolutely <laughs> wait am I all right quizzing me oh we can go either way i mean you've got the piano there you wanted to play something i mean do you want to quiz me on a, on a name that tune i don't know like i got we can go both ways i don't know uh you tell me because i got <laughs> I can do a name that uh, I got here. You know what? I've got a, a few name that tunes for you. I'm just going to play the intro to songs. You tell me what song it is. All right. So I'll give a pause. So you play and then I'll, if you're at home, you can play along and then I'll give my answer in a second after. <laughs> so I'll give people a second to play along. What do you got? Uh, do you know that one? On. I, I am born and bred, born and bred Long Island, New York. That is the intro to Piano Man. How about this one might be a little trickier. Um, so uh, I, ha I have to, I have to give a, a <laughs> so, 
So I have to give us a side story here that uh, well, what I didn't mention was that Scotty performed at my and Gina's rehearsal dinner yeah. for our wedding last year. And oh, we man. took a lot of great video that night and I really dropped the ball on editing it. I'm a video editor by, by profession and other projects just kept coming up. And just in the last couple of weeks, I finally picked up that, that uh, footage again and I'm gonna finish that video by the end of the year. And the two songs I used for the for the soundtrack was Piano Man and Crocodile Rock. Those are the two songs. <laughs> so that's just hilarious. Absolutely hilarious that you picked those two. Oh, that's uh, great. Give, so give me something, give me something not I'm gonna know classic rock too well. Give me give me something, give me something out there and I'll we'll see. <laughs> uh, I want it to be recognizable. So here. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, man, it's so it's uh the song is what a thousand miles is that the name of the song good yeah and the art the artist is um oh my god just went out of my head is it uh, uh i know it no it's not is it michelle branch no no and it's not michelle branch vanessa carlton ah oh, i knew it was a one of those female singer songwriters from the 90s uh, all right, now you hit you hit me with one. All right, so I've got Disney songs here because this is a this is a Disney show. So let's see if I give you if I give you the lyrics. Uh, let's see, that one's hard. Yes, I've had the odd complaint, but on the whole, I've been a saint. What song is that from? <laughs> Nice. Nice. <laughs> Alright, so I'll give you a hard one then. Here's the here's the tough one. Okay. A square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born every time he plays. Oh, a rinky tinky tinky with a square in the act, you can set music back to the caveman days. Mm. Ah. <laughs> you gave a lot of words for that one though. he said i gave i give too much you know what it is that's one of the songs that i don't really know very well so i was like ooh, i don't that's very hard so i don't know how about how about this then this is a shorter one this whole town can slow you down people taking the easy way oh man I'll sing, I'll sing, I'll give you the next bit then. But I know exactly where I'm going, getting closer and closer every day. Oh, no, you got me. You totally stumped me. I have no I idea. I stumped you. I got you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of the melody in there. This whole town can slow you down. People take the easy way. Does that help? Uh, Princess and the Frog? You got oh. it. It's Princess and the Frog. Almost there. <laughs> Almost there. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't uh. That's a shame. All right, let me give you one of these. Finish the lyric. This is fun. I won't give you the song unless you ask me for it, but because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad, my father gave me nose a tweak and told me I was bad. But then one day I learned a word that saved me aching nose. And this is how it goes. It's the end of the world.
Well, I can't think of a better way to, to wrap up than with the Walt Disney classic, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Scotty. This was a blast. I uh, really appreciate you being my first interview in this style. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for the uh, little trip down memory lane and uh, for, um, for talking about Jelly Rolls. I really hope that we can get it reopen very very soon and uh i yeah. hope watch this can stop by and check it out one time yeah seriously if you've never i i almost like don't want to promote jelly rolls because it's such a it's like my hidden secret but i do <laughs> i do all the time i tell I, I do tell everybody because it is a hidden gem for adults in disney world if you need a, a night just to blow off some steam have some fun sing at the top of your lungs it's no judgment all music all night it's really one of the best times you can have awesome well thank you so much for <laughs> great to talk to you and it's so great to see you and uh give my very best to your mom and dad and also to gina please will do absolutely thank you once again to scotty for joining me here on the show that was a lot of fun getting to hear about his experiences at jelly rolls and beyond please be sure to check him out on facebook again the Link will be in the description below. His live streams are a blast, playing all your requests and all kinds of other fun that he puts into them to give a little bit of that Disney magic and Jelly Rolls magic to you wherever you are in this uh, very unprecedented and difficult time we're all going through. It's a it's a kind of a bright spot for me and for many others. So please check out Scotty Streams. They are excellent. And of course, check us out here on the Disc Quiz on social media. Instagram's probably the biggest one for me, posting lots of fun Disney trivia questions and tidbits on there. And then of course, subscribing on YouTube or the podcast service of your choice is really appreciated by me. And like I said, everyone I work with here, uh, seeing the podcast feed grow, seeing YouTube grow, it's so rewarding. And I thank each and every one of you that have shown your support. However, it works for you. It works for me. So once again, we really love and appreciate your support. And then lastly, one more word about the Flylist iPhone app. Check out the link in the description. If you're a Walt Disney World fan that wants to track what you've done at the parks, what's still on your to-do list, it's a really fun and easy way to do so. So I hope you check that out. Until next time, I've been Tommy T. This has been the Diz Quiz. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you real soon. Bye-bye. This man.